0: Shall we talk inflation? Grocery prices on the way up about 9.7%. That's higher than the average inflation rate. Of course, the most recent inflation number 7.7% in Canada in May. Uh, and you know, some Canadian politicians and some prognosticators said, Hey, that's not as bad as it is in the UK. It's not as bad as it is in the United States. Inflation is something that's going on worldwide, and we're not the worst, except for we got new numbers coming, and we may all be in for a shock later this week. David McDonald is a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Welcome to the program, David. Hi, thanks for having me. What do you think we're going to see for inflation numbers this week?
1: Oh, I think it'll go up. Uh, the this is So this is the June data that we'll get on Wednesday, even though we're in the middle of July. Uh The gas prices in particular were extremely high in june they 've come down a fair amount actually since then but we 're not looking at the come down part we 're looking at the June part where they were at uh you know plus two dollars a liter plus 210, plus 220, depending on where you were in the country. And so I think that that's that's what we're going to see in particular in the June numbers. We won't yet. I mean, there has been some decline in real estate prices as a direct result of interest rate increases from the Bank of Canada. And so we'll probably continue to see that to a small degree. In some places like Toronto, there have been reasonable declines. But on average across the country, certainly prices on average are going down, but they're not plummeting by any stretch of the imagination. At the same time, the cost to carry your mortgage will have gone up, which is also also part of the CPI index. Uh, And so we'll see some slight increase due to that increased interest cost. That being said, over the course of the rest of the summer, the bank believes now that the average interest rate will be 8% in July, August, and September, and we're not quite at the July numbers yet. Um, but you know, eight percent is obviously higher than the seven point seven. That's the the May figure. That's the most recent one that's been published. And we just got the U.S. figures as well for June, which was nine point one. So I think it's it's fairly certain that we'll see inflation in the eight to nine percent range once the June data is published
0: tomorrow. If we if we get a surprise and it's over that, does that you know if we're into double digits, let's say, does that spur the central bank to hike rates faster?
1: Well, the next decision from the central bank is going to be in September. And so we're going to see two more data points between now and then. One will be tomorrow, and then another one will be mid-August, which will be the data for, for July, where we are now. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly if we saw double digits in June and well above 8% in July, I think that that would absolutely set us up for another rate increase in September. Now, at present, the bank believes that they're at the what, what they consider the neutral rate, which is to say that um, they aren't supplying stimulus to the economy, but they're not withdrawing economic growth because interest rates are too high and, and, and moving towards a recession. They're, they're in the middle uh, of those two extremes. And so if we start to continue to see rate increases into the fall, then we start to verge onto this. I mean, one of my big concerns, which is that that uh, interest rates are a very blunt instrument. They can certainly reduce inflation, but they do it at terrible cost of the economy and terrible cost in terms of job loss. And so that September decision, in my mind, will really paint the path towards what's to come in terms of both interest rate increases, but also in terms of what that impact might have on on economic growth and jobs.
0: Earlier this month, RBC predicted that we are on the way for a moderate and short-lived recession in 2023. Do you agree with that?
1: I think at this point, it's, it's likely. I mean, well, I think I'll be more certain of that in the fall. One of the things that I looked at was th- the promise of the Bank of Canada is that they can deliver what's called a soft landing, which is to say they can reduce inflation from the rate it's at now around 8% back down to 2% and do it without a recession. That's the soft part of the soft landing. The trouble is the track record for that is terrible. If we go back 60 years, you know, and look at all of modern Canadian economic history, there has been zero instances where we have reduced inflation by the amount needed today and done it without a recession. The the reduction has happened three times over the course of our uh, you know the last 60 years in Canada. It's just never happened without a recession. Uh, and it's also never happened without a, a substantial increase in rate hikes prior to that recession. And that may well be the path that we're on. There are certainly sectors of the Canadian economy that are very interest rate sensitive, and increasing interest rates has an impact there. House prices is certainly one of them, and the real estate industry that relies on house prices. But also some other parts, I think, will start to see an impact in uh, places, uh, you know, areas like um, home renovations, for instance, and new home construction, or other areas that are likely interest rate sensitive. Not quite as fast as house prices per se, but they're likely to follow when we get updated. Uh, gdp statistics and and employment statistics Um, but other parts of the economy i mean when people think of inflation i don't think they think of house prices per se i think that they think of gas prices and grocery prices but those are not interest rate sensitive sectors of the economy and you're not going to see a change in gas prices just because interest rates go up a percent like they did uh, last week you know you can you can decrease gas prices a bit you can decrease um, food prices a bit. If you cause a recession and a whole bunch of people lose their jobs, and they don't have to drive to work. Then, then there's fewer people buying gas because they don't have to drive to work, and they don't they can't go on vacation because they don't have any job they don't have a job anymore to pay for it. And so, insofar as those have an impact on gas prices, you know you can influence gas prices, but you you can see the trouble there, which is, is it's a terrible cost. I mean, you have to make a whole bunch of people lose their jobs first, um, and that's not a soft landing anymore. That's crash landing, and so. That's the danger with, you know, there isn't a magic connection. There isn't an interest rate connection that's, that's, that's immediately clear between, you know, gas prices and food prices on the one hand and, and interest rates as set by the Bank of Canada.
0: David, great to talk to you as always. Much appreciated. Please, please be well. Thanks for having me. That's David McDonald, who's a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And I'm wondering how you're feeling about the economy. One of the interesting things is that retail sales continues to be fairly strong, but that, of course, is a lagging indicator. And as we get these new inflation numbers, uh, might that change? And might it change the way you are spending your money, especially when we start thinking about things like travel?